Welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to You Are The Magic. I have Lauren Hendricks with me today, and she is beautiful and sparkly, and she calls herself The Sparkle Coach, and she has so much goodness to share with everybody today, and I can't wait to have her on here to tell us all about her journey and all about her story. So welcome, Lauren. Thanks, Alexis. I'm so excited to be here and, yeah, share with you the magic of rediscovering your sparkle. Um, so thanks for having me on today. You're so very, very welcome. And the reason that I started this podcast was because I feel that women, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying this, I feel that women are not celebrated enough in their glory and for us having our own passion and really wanting to pursue what that looks like. And I know that you're still in a corporate job and you also have your passion project, which is the sparkle, the sparkle coach, and you also run retreats and just really help women shine from the inside out. And when you're shining from the inside out, you're really sparkly on the outside and you can see that in your face and everything else. So tell me all about your journey, your story from where you came from and what that pivotal moment was to jump into coaching. Yeah, for sure. And so, and I love helping women and people just really rediscover what makes them feel great and what lights them up. And then things tend to fall into place so much more. Um, but I grew up in a perfect little family, mum, dad, brother, dog in Shell Harbour, Australia by the beach. Um, my mum was a teacher. She now writes children's books. And my dad was a mining engineer um, who loved, loved his job, but worked really long hours. Um, and I had a pretty pretty carefree childhood my parents were pretty adventurous so we went on like lots of holidays and hikes and things like that and in school I really loved dancing I did Rocker Stedford and some of my favorite subjects were society and culture geography and economics and I've always had this interest in why people make the choices they do and what they did um, with their lives and I was looking through the uni guide going oh my gosh what am I going to study and then suddenly I found urban planning and I had my heart set on that. And the only problem was that it was in Sydney. So I managed to spend a couple of months convincing my parents to let me move out and help me pay to live on campus at UNSW. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually won after a bit of a battle. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. And um, I really loved studying city design and all about urban planning. I loved the uni parties um, and living on campus. And I even did Taekwondo, um, which I can't believe now I used to like do fights at uni games. And um, I, was, <laughs> I was even captain of the cheerleading team, our first competitive cheerleading team at UNSW. So I had this really, really great time at uni. And I did this year-long work placement as part of my degree, working for a council doing development assessments. So you were like ticking the boxes of do the developments, meet all these criteria. And I thought, oh my gosh, am I studying five years for this? Like, <laughs> this is really not what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I looked at other options when I finished uni and um, 
I was lucky enough to land my post-uni dream job working in Canberra for the Australian Major Cities Unit. So I got the job there um, as part of a graduate program and moved to Canberra. Um, and I was ready to move out of Sydney and try something different and got this job. So I thought, oh, that sounds great. Um, and at my time, this was like my absolute dream job. I wrote chapters in national publications. I ran a national cities group as secretariat with all the states around the country about cities policy. I had some really great colleagues in architecture, urban design, economics, environments um, background, which was really great. Um, and then from there, that kind of got abolished at one point. Federal government wasn't involved in cities anymore, funnily enough. And I decided to move to ACT Territory Government and to work on a light rail project and then was working on city planning for Canberra. Um, in my spare time then I went to, did a bit of a curb ball and went to yoga teacher training in LA um, with Bikram and started teaching at local yoga studios and I just had a ball. It was 300 people from around the world and was so much fun and was just something my yoga studio owner had asked me to do. She was like, please, I want you to teach for me. You'd be a great teacher. So I did that. Um, and that was all going along well. And I thought, oh, I'm ready for a ne the next step in my career. And I'd always been told it's good to have private sector experience outside government. So I took a leap to a big corporate job. And that's when things started to fall apart a bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Suddenly, it was like not just 40 or maybe 50 hours a week, but, you know, maybe 60 hours a week, lots of travel um, and lots of learning, lots of new things and doing things I wasn't really as experienced in and didn't really enjoy as much. And then I just, for the first time in my life, I just started waking up dreading the morning. I was just like, oh, this isn't like me. What is going on? And I remember when I was a little girl, I promised myself all those times with my dad that like my dad had been a workaholic and he loved his job and he was great. He provided for our family, but it would be like your birthday and he'd be like, Oh, I have to go to the mine. There's a, there's an emergency or, <laughs> um, and, and worked long hours. And my brother and I felt a bit sorry for him because my mum and my brother and I did a lot of things and went on a lot of adventures and he was often working. So my brother and I were like, we never want to be like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've ended up like my dad. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Um, yes, I was like, what is going on here? So then I decided to quit my job and just teach yoga full-time for a while and run yoga and personal development retreats. This idea came to me. I was like, that didn't work out. I'm ready for a change of scene. I'm going to do this. And um, it was not really an easy decision but it was just something that I was just like I've always really followed my heart and I was just like I just feel like I need a change um unfortunately my ex-boyfriend didn't support this and so we broke up but then suddenly that meant oh I have no job but now I have no house <laughs> and I need to it's really hard to find a rental without a job and with pet guinea pigs and um and then I had no car and then I temporarily ended up on a friend's couch and I was just like, oh my gosh. And it looked like my whole kind of life was falling to pieces from the outside. My grandma was on my case. Um, but, <laughs> and she was like, why would you ever leave like a good job until you had another job? <laughs> but it was actually really, <laughs> yeah, the biggest relief in the world because I was just, I felt like I'd got myself into this life where I was following all the steps I was meant to do. And then it just ended up in this place where I just felt, oh, there's no space left for me. Like this just doesn't feel right. And um, 
And so I just was just like, it felt like a fresher breath there to be like, hey, I can just teach yoga or I can just, um, you know, run set that up, run retreats, do what I want to do for a while. Um, but then I had bought an apartment off the plan and realized I needed a full, full-time job again <laughs> to, to get the loan approval. So that was a, a little bit short-lived, um, but it was still probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, and in that time where I was kind of like homeless and jobless, I ended up um, meeting the love of my life, which was really, really random. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it was a friend of a friend who I was meant to be moving house, but then the dates changed. And um, so a friend of a friend was like, yeah, I can help you move. I've got a, a work you. Um, and so anyway, I ended up meeting him and we now live on a beautiful, and are engaged and lived on a, live on a beautiful farm in Yass, New South Wales, where I'm running my retreats. So um, super amazing. Um, but I ended up getting, getting a temporary job back in government and, and getting a job to get that, um, apartment, which is awesome. It was my dream apartment. I lived there and then I moved to the farm. <laughs> um, and so uh, it was really like, oh, like, have I failed then? Because I like went back to a job and all those sorts of things. But it was actually really, it gave me the breathing space to then go, hey, I have a right now job, which meets my needs for right now. And I can actually do this business from a place that I can actually really do something I love and make it something I love and build it up over time. And there's not that immediate financial pressure of hey I need to pay my loan I <laughs> um, love that and because I went through all this it was really helpful for me for when now I'm when I'm coaching clients or for when I run retreats because I had to recreate my life basically from the ground up to then be able to have a life that was true to me and do these things and I have no doubt that sooner or later I'm going to quit my job and be doing this full time but I want to be in a place where I can really do it from a place I love um, and so I run Rediscover Your Skabakal Retreats, helping women create a life that's true to them. And that's lots of my favorite things packed into a weekend. So there's Bikram yoga, delicious fresh food, workshops on rediscovering your own sparkle, vision board parties, celebration dinner. So they're lots of fun. And I've run intuition courses, teaching people to listen to their heart and how to use their intuition and had women all over the world joined up to those. And one online course I ran, which was um, Sparkle Like a Lucky Bitch. Which, oh, <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, which was so fun because people would, people my whole life have said to me, oh, like you lucky bitch. Um, and and I've, I've always thought, hey, I worked like really, really hard for this. Like I create my own luck. I like had badged my parents for months to help, like help me go to uni where I wanted to go. I moved cities for my dream job. I like quit my job to run retreats. I have done all these big moves that have actually helped me get to this place. And so I thought, Hey, there's, you know, sometimes it's random luck, but sometimes it's luck you create yourself. And so I did this course about that, which was really, um, really cool. And some of, some of them women got some, such amazing results from that. And one lady is like, oh my gosh, for the first time in my life, I actually feel like a lucky bitch and <laughs> did a post about it. Love that. Um, and, and this is one of the things that I love hearing as well is the harder, the harder you work, the luckier you become. Yeah. And it's about working, not just, you know, there's people that work hard, but never get anywhere. It's about working smart as well as hard from a place that's really aligned to you and you really are passionate about and feel good about yeah, and, and it's feeling know, make, into that. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and making decisions from that place. I mean, it's not just about your job. It's about, you know, how do you want to feel? What kind of food do you eat? And aligning with that version of you, 
rather than the version of you that it's, oh, here we go, same old again. It's all too hard. Yeah, yeah, and I love yeah. that. And it's, I love your story and I love that you're still working in the corporate world and you're following your passion and you're, you're living in your dream place and you're creating a home for yourself. And when you said that your dad was always away, working I could really relate because my dad growing up he works seven days a week and I'm one of four girls and he wanted to provide for all of us and he paid the mortgage off in three years and I'm still this you know there's money mindset stuff where I've always thought that I needed the big chunks of money to come through instead of having the consistent small amounts of money and I did something that is not recommended but it pushes you makes you jump um, when I started my when I decided to go full-time in my business I left my nine to five single mother nothing to fall back on <laughs> no savings yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> none of the things you're braver than me <laughs> <laughs> and it pushes you up against a back wall and it's, it it's just holy guacamole and with keeping your uh, the reason that I left my job was because I wanted to show my daughter that anything is possible when you put your mind to it. And I really wanted to be there for her, take her to school, pick her up from school, do the afternoon activities. And um, I could see other people doing it. And I thought, oh, yeah. I want to be able to do that. And through that journey is how I decided to, is through the journey of me getting to where I am now, I never celebrated my wins. I never celebrated uh -huh. all the things along the way. And I look back, I'm like, whoa I've done a lot in the last 12 months of 12 almost two years now yeah and that's why I created this podcast is to celebrate women like you who have taken the who have gone through the journey but also are at the point where they're still at their corporate job and still being able to make an impact in the world filling your soul up following your passion and doing all of the things and I really admire you for that and one thing that I heard the other day, which I think is really super powerful is I'm in a mastermind at the moment. And one of the girls is still in corporate and she's yeah. only been celebrating her business wins. So when she gets a win in a business or when she gets a new client, she's only celebrating those wins. She's not celebrating that she has a salary coming in every month or every week, whenever it comes yeah. in. So acknowledging that you have that support net, that support that you've got yeah. that income coming in and celebrating that. I was like, Whoa, cause I'm, I don't have that. I was yeah. like, that's a really interesting yeah. mindset shift. I was like, that is phenomenal. So what was, so where did the sparkle coach come from? So I know that you said you had a program called, what did you say it was called? Oh, the sparkle, sparkle, bitch? sparkle like a lucky bitch, which funnily sparkle enough like is all about celebrating all the great things you do and all the great wins and letting that crowd out all the times oh, you're hard on yourself. Um, and it just makes the biggest difference when you're like, yeah, I did that and this happened and yes, I've got money coming in for my job and that's helping me set up my business. It's so amazing. And now I've forgotten what you actually asked. Oh, the sparkle. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so I was, I was wanting to do yoga and personal development retreats, but I wanted it to be more than that. I wanted it to like, the time when I was really flat, it was when I was not listening to my heart, when everything kind of went wrong because I was like, I'm going to move up the corporate ladder and I'm going to do the next thing and it's going to be great. And it was just not the right thing for me. And it was the first time where I started more than ever moving away from listening to my heart. Unlike that time at uni where it made no 
no sense for me to move away. And my parents were like, no way to this time where I was just like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. And it was not the right thing for me, even though it looked right on paper. And so for me, it was about like finding that inner sparkle again, that, that girl that used to like love to sing and dance and, and be silly and like roll on the floor laughing at something because we couldn't stop with my best friend. Like, I was like, I want to get back to that place. I was like, I want to get back to the place where I lived in the dorms and I had my best friends like a few doors up and, you know, sometimes they'd be like, whoops, I didn't make it back to my room till 1am because I was talking in the lounge room. Um, and I, I wanted to get back to that place again, no matter what. That was just like when my life got flattened, I was just like, that's what I want to do. And so I decided to call my retreats Rediscover Your Sparkle Retreats because it was it was not just about doing some yoga, eating some nice food, having a rest. It was about, hey, what's the, the things that light you up? How can we get more of that in your life? And so that's what the sparkle thing is for me. And it's kind of like sparkling from the inside. So you sparkle outwards. Love that. Love that. And so what would be one of your favourite books that you rely on all the time that you kind of carry around or it's always there what's the book that you just love ultimate confidence by marissa peer so marissa peer is a yeah a therapist and hypnotherapist and it's she's all about reprogramming your mind so that you can better experience life and that book just taught me how to be confident and how to be, you know, more, more happy and satisfied with myself when the decisions I'm making. And so that, that was a real game changer for me in my life. Love that. And what programs or retreats have you got that are coming up or what's something that you've got that's kind of like an ongoing thing that people can connect with you to want to work with you so that they can rediscover their sparkle and, shine from the inside out so how can they connect with you so i run a rediscover your sparkle facebook group um which is like my main connection meet me and i do card pulls every week for people and get some amazing insights coming through that um and then from there i run rediscover your sparkle retreats for people living locally in southeast australia and so send me a message about those i run regularly and from there, I have opened my one-on-one coaching package, which is amazing. It's three months to rediscover your sparkle in your life, increase your impact, income and influence by sparkling from the inside out, by connecting to your heart and your intuition and what's right for you, not what's the cookie cutter approach to grow your business or move up your career. It's for you in your life, how you can explode your impact and influence by sparkling like a lucky bitch. <laughs> love that. I really love that. and. I think that there needs to be more of that and that's why I want to share and celebrate you in in this moment. Is there something, a tool, a tip, a quote, is there something that you could share with the audience that will that could help them become more of a sparkling lucky bitch? Um, so my favourite thing is... I imagine my future self that's achieved all these things. So it might be two years down the track and she's the Lauren that's sparkly. She's got, you know, her retreat and yoga center set up. She's coaching amazing one-on-one clients around the world. I imagine what that future Lauren is like. And then several times a day, I pretend like I'm her. I'll drive my car like I'm her. I'll walk down the street like I'm her. If I'm making a big decision, I'll be like, okay, what is not, you know, 
scaredy cat past Lauren going to do? It's like, what is future badass Lauren going to do? And so I just have this vision in my head of what I want to do and where I want to go. And I reconnect to that, that version of me and she's, she's my guide. And that's how I've been able to get so far by, you know, trusting that over the version of me that's, that's scared or worried or holding back. Love that. That's amazing. And that's one of the things that I use in my day-to-day life every single day, more than once a day. And my daughter thinks it's hilarious. She's like, what are you doing, mum? I'm like, it's all right. It's okay. And we laugh and we dance and we joke around about it. Um, I think that's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming onto my show. You're so very welcome. And thank you for sharing your story and all your things. We will be putting all of your um, what are they called? Social media links in the show notes yeah. so that we can, so people can find you and connect with you so that they can find out more about you. And if they've connected with anything in this and with your story and want to work with you, that would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. And thanks for being such a great example. And I love it when women lift each other up. So often we're competing. And so thanks for hosting this show and being someone that's a bright light, lifting others up and guiding the way. Oh, thank you. This has given me goosebumps and made me slightly emotional. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. That's really touched me. Oh, so that's the end of this episode. I hope you tune in for the next one and we'll see you soon. Bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.